Welcome back to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. Kendon. And special, special guest, special friend of the pod... Who are you? I'm Angelo. Thanks for having me back again. Angelo, welcome back. We've it's the you. Spumoni Pony. <laughs> Spumoni Pony. Writing in to talk about movies with my friends. Yeah. Hey, this is not a Sylvester Stallone movie. This is true. This, this is, is true. Do you know why we chose you for this movie? I have a guess. Other than your 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 love of Star Wars in general? No. I don't we know. won this Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. At your thirtieth birthday. That's right. Because wow. there was there was Angelo trivia, and I was kind of a ringer because I think I knew you longer than anybody. This is true. You're totally right. I'm remembering that now. Is that why we won? That's why we. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure that's why we won. Of, of all the people at that party, Kendra would, would have definitely been the ringer. I think yeah. we got like everything right and the bonus question. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was a fun party. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So we're going to talk about Spaceballs in a little bit. I'll put the timestamp in show notes for friends who want to just jump to that. Uh, but we're reminiscing about the 80s. So let's start with our trivia. And Angelo, you're our guest. All right. So it's your turn. So Be our on. guest. Ooh, I'm excited. All right. Do you want to roll? Rolling now. All right. You got a six. Yo, you're pink. One. I'm pink. The guest is pink. <gasps> we got to go to the underneath. Upside down? Upside, Upside down. down. The underneath. Oh, no. <laughs> We're I, don't, I, I think you just... Yeah, there you go. Okay, so roll again. All right. And we'll see where you go. Wait a second. That... What does that do? That turns us upside down as well. So we're back to so right side up. So there's two ways to go to and the upside down? There's two ways down? to the upside down. So okay, okay. we'll be on the right side up. And then... And then a five. And then a five. And then you can help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can help. You guys One, got the... One, two, three, four, five. Okay, what'd you got? Pink? Uh, magenta, pink, purple. Purple. Okay. In 1985, what Frank Sinatra song did Mayor Coach? Koch? Cock. Koch? K-O-C-H? New York Mayor. <laughs> yep. Proclaim was the New York City official anthem. My way, right? How about New York, New York? It's New York, New York. Oh. That's the answer. Good yeah. job. Okay. You got a pie for all of our guests. Um, yeah. that Man, is... Our guests really need to catch up. <laughs> well, I just got one. Yeah. Easy peasy. All right. So that is news from 1985. Let's fast forward to news for the 20s. Mm-hmm. What's the news? Well, we've got an update on the very long awaited New Mutants film Oh, that has a release date of April 3rd. That's soon. Yeah. It's been on the shelf for a very long time. But we saw a trailer a couple weeks ago. We did see the trailer. Have you seen the trailer, Angelo? I have not yet. Okay. It's it's creepy. It looks like a horror film, right? Yeah, like a, the, that's how they're spinning it. But I don't know. I don't, it, the movie seems like it might be a bit of a mess. It's been sitting around for a while, and we'll see. But yeah, April 3rd, we're getting new mutants. Okay. It's coming, finally, in finally. theaters. Wow. I'll watch it. No. <laughs> I thought it'd just be on like Disney Plus or something, but apparently it's coming to theaters. It's actually going to theaters. Yeah, they probably need to try to make some of the money back. They, I mean, they produced it yeah. like it's going to be a feature film, right? All right. Any other news? Well, since we have our Italian guest, we should talk about our Italian superhero. Apparently, there's a Mario movie that they're working on. I don't know why this is bubbling back to the surface now. Um, I guess the original, uh, they originally kind of announced it almost a year ago. Have you okay. been paying attention? I, it's no. just been bubbling up my news feed. Like Super like, Mario Brothers? Like Super Mario Brothers. Live action. 
I think it's a. I think it's Pixar, not oh. not oh. by Pixar, but you know, maybe like, like DreamWorks or something like that. An animated sort okay, of movie. Okay, so not live action. No, I feel like they may, they they maybe know they shouldn't do that. Because Although the, because the original was the best. And to they be don't fair, with it. Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> is coming out soon, so yeah. it would be cool to have a Mario movie where everything was live action except for just Mario. Including the piranha no, plants, they're like, like all gross. They look that. like um, Sydney or what's the, what's what's the name of the plant from Little Shop of Horrors? Oh, the Venus flytrap. Yeah, but it has a name. Seymour. No, Seymour. No, Seymour no, is the Rick Moranis' character. Ah, also in Spaceballs. Uh, feed me, Seymour. Uh, right. I forget what the plant what the plant goes by though. My favorite character in uh, that movie, by the way, is the dentist played by. Um, Steve Martin. <laughs> the dentist. <laughs> That's an eighties movie, isn't it? We should probably do that movie. Yeah, I think it's eighties. Oh, it's an animated film. Yeah, but okay. it would be cool if like the piranha plant was all nasty looking, like like live action mm. or whatever. And then Mario was I'd just like, see, I'd no. love to see Bowser live action. Yeah, although that might well, turn into no, a Well, no, you remember film. it was was it Dennis Hopper? What was the name of who played? Yeah, Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. King Koopa in the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's funny. So Kenan finally finished uh, the most recent Mario. Is it the most recent? Yes. And in the end of that, spoiler alert, friends, Princess Peach says, I'm not trying to get with any of either of you. I'm going to go travel the world on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. She's and like, then, I've been to all of these places. I'm going to go now by choice. Every time you go to an, the, the other worlds now when you're trying to gather more uh, moonshines or whatever, she's like, they're like sightseeing at every at every one of the worlds. I'm always she's like, I want to see these worlds on my own terms. I'm always okay. trying to gather more moonshine. Yeah. Moonshine. Moonshine. Okay. Um, okay. Other news is did you guys hear that Sam Raimi is gonna be directing Doctor Strange? Yes. Yes. Very excited and for that. I think that'll I think it'll be a good fit. That will be great. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it I can see it coming together. Return of the Evil Dead. <laughs> Well, they're going to spend more time in the other like parallel worlds, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he can do the really weird, freaky stuff. He knows how to capture that. You think they'll let him do like the kind of stop motion? That would be that would be awesome. Like with a high budget, but like like little stop motion hands or whatever, like running around. Oh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> oh, I I bet they will do. Or the point of like... view of of little monsters. Didn't he do that with the in the movie? Like you see the point of view of the hand. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that, and I can also see them doing some what is like not callbacks, but like, uh, like those gems that you can like Easter, Easter eggs. eggs, yeah, just like mm-hmm. put throwing those in there. Um, mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Easter eggs to Spider-Man movies as well. I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. There's gonna be tons. It's gonna be yeah. fun. I'm blanking on a name right now. Help me out, you guys. Give us some description. Ash. Ash. Ash from what? The Evil Dead. Yeah, he's probably gonna be in uh, first Bruce. Name. Bruce Campbell. Yep. So, what role do you think Bruce Campbell will play? Because he's in all of his movies, right? He's always shows up in one of his movies. Mm. I don't know. I don't know Doctor Strange universe that well. Maybe it'll be like because Stanley would always kind of show up, right? Maybe he'll be like that that stand-in for this one. So it'll be like a random like guy in a yeah. truck. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was, he was always something random in, like, the Spider-Man doorman. movies. He was a doorman. He was a maitre d' at a restaurant. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be something like that. Yeah. And I don't know what, I don't know what actually, the show's going to be. So I think it'd be cool if they passed him as a full-on character. Like I a, don't... I mean, aren't they already... Have they not already started? Because, like, they already no. had a director. No. Oh, no. they haven't started at all no. yet. 
Okay, maybe well, some sort of pre-production. Yeah, they're they're definitely a pre-production stage. Okay, know, so they're not done casting necessarily. We just know it's gonna be Doctor Strange and a bunch of different multiverses kind and, of things. And most importantly, directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, Angela, did you have any news you want to share? Uh, kind of along those lines, I saw a rumor that they might bring Namor into the uh, the Eternals universe. Oh. And if they bring Namor in, that would be a really fun addition. So, Angelo, for those who aren't as familiar with... Uh, Namor is um, half-human, half-Atlantean. Yeah, and, Atlantis. Uh, he is... Not only does he have power over the sea, but he can fly. Uh, his father... Awesome. Flying fish. Yeah, his father. He's a flying fish. Yeah, his father was a human that uh, mutant power was the ability to fly. Cool. And he is an incredibly powerful mutant. So yeah. he is kind of Marvel's Aquaman, but cooler. Cool. Yeah, except for Aquaman finally got kind of cool, especially when they chopped his hand off. But also, he's like one of their oldest superheroes. So I, I was like several years back. I was reading. I don't remember what the name of the book is. But it was like basically the history of Marvel. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, like, OG, OG, like, say, yep. first five characters that they own. Mm-hmm. Like, the human to- – there, there was a human torch that's really, really old as well, and he had nothing to do with the Fantastic Four. Yep. Um. So, yeah, basically, he's, he has a – I don't know. He has a really strong fan, fan base, even though Namor's not one of the most well-known – he just goes back that far. He's he a loyal fan powerful, base. Though, honestly, like a lot of the characters, I don't know their names until they make the movie, right? Like Iron yeah, Man, I yeah. didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know Iron Man? I really don't think no. I did. Or, or Thor. She wasn't, she wasn't listening remember, to a lot of Wu-Tang Clan. I remember Thor. You guys were talking about it. Uh, Kendon and, and friend of the show, Josh, were yeah. talking about and describing what Thor was like. Wearing a Viking helmet like with a hammer and a yeah. cape and yeah. like flying around. and It sounded so silly. It's still it's still silly. It's silly, but like yeah. Anyway, but it's also, but it's also they, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. When, he, when he shows up in Wakanda, you're like, oh, this is cool. Shalia, what's your joke about the ideal weight? I don't remember. Oh, uh, you and like somebody were joking. Uh, the, the joke was, "What is my ideal weight?" And it was Chris Hemsworth on top of me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, speaking of the actors to play uh, characters, the, the, one of the rumored actors to play Namor is Luke Evans. Who was oh, uh, yeah. he was uh, you know Dracula Untold he was in the yeah. Hobbit movies yeah wait um, who was he in the Hobbit movies uh, he was oh what's his name he's the character that's in the village that helps shoot down the dragon oh he's that one guy who mans the he yeah. looks the like somebody he always looks like somebody else to me and I'm trying to remember who super handsome really good actor um and he from from I the, like it yeah from the co- comic depiction of yeah. Namor really looks like him he can get ripped for it mm-hmm. he reminded me of like a. You guys may disagree, but he seemed like a really scruffy version of Orlando and Bloom. He's in Fast and Furious, you guys. Yeah, he is. Hey. Yeah, he's one of the brothers. Wait, is he yeah. Shaw, one of the Shaws? Yeah, yeah. He's the non-Jason Statham. Yeah. He's, Shaw. O- he's Owen Shaw, right? Okay, okay. Oh, I was, I'm trying to picture him. Look at this picture. And apparently, I left my phone outside, so I can't do. Yep. Can this I? is this is a picture of him. Uh, the, the, is it a gladiator actor just died? What? Kirk Douglas. Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Spartacus. Spartacus. Yeah. Not Gladiator. Spartacus. Yeah. 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 yeah rest in peace, Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Um, I was confused when my mom told me that Kirk Douglas had died because I didn't ex- know that he was sick. And then she said he was 103 and realized that I was not thinking of Kirk. I was thinking of his Michael. son. Michael. <laughs> and I was like very confused. Wait, wait. Like, Michael Douglas is his son? Yeah. Oh. They okay. look a lot alike too. Yeah. yeah but you yeah, can't tell. Like exactly. I, like. Okay. I didn't know who Kirk Douglas was no, until oh. I saw the news. Yeah. 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 
Um, okay, cool. That's going to be interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, any other news? That's it for me. All right. Well, here's the thing. You haven't been here in so long. You're new. You also have news of like, you have a new baby. You have a new house. Yeah. Like, Congratulations. He's, Thank he's, you. You've lived a little life since we've seen you last. A new sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on episode two of my life now. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, we bought a house in April. I finally moved in in June. We had an, our third baby in September. Um, and my work opened up a third location in June. Well, I didn't it's know about that one. Where? San Diego. Uh, oh. So, you know, I've been traveling for work. I've been getting situated in a new house and raising a new baby. And I feel like I, I get up at 530. I go to work. I do one job. I come home and I actually start my real job, mm-hmm. you know, being yeah. husband and father. And uh. I go to bed and re- rinse and repeat uh, <laughs> the next day. Well, friends, that's why you haven't seen the Italian salad. No, no, no. Our <laughs> Spumoni Pony. Pony. That's right. Um, because you've been so busy. <laughs> this not is because correct. we don't love you. Very happy I to be here, though. not because you don't love us. But we even, love us. So when I first went up to help you move something into that house, and I was like, this looks just like the sort of neighborhood that we grew up in. So now you've gone kind of full, full circle. Full circle. Yeah. yeah, no, like it's like the next generation starting, right? Because now right. you've got the kids growing That's up right. in the neighborhood. That's I mean, right. as soon as your oldest gets on a bike with his friends, because it's got the hills. It's got the hills. He's going to be in. Do you imagine how good shape we were from like what ninth grade to 11th? Until somebody got their license. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to bike all throughout all of those hills. You're in a hilly, yep. a hilly neighborhood, yep. like right next to, like, I don't know. It seems very familiar. Agreed. Um, okay, so and then so that's the news mm-hmm. that you have. Um, I'm I'm segueing us into like what have you been up to and what have mm-hmm. you been doing. Um, also, the last time that you were here, we were talking about Disney Plus, <coughs> and you were excited, and you weren't excited just about um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. There was some other thing that you were really excited about, and so I'm interested because you you got Disney Plus and you've been Disney watching. Plus? Well, what are you thinking? So, oh, I how love did it. you like Mandalorian? What like are the other? Yeah, stuff we should talk up? about what Mandalorian a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I love Mandalorian. Um, you know, every I think every if we're honest with ourselves, every Star Wars episode or you know piece of uh, film or media or shorts that they put out it's it's got its flaws absolutely but i love mandalorian i did i love the music what were I the flaws of mandalorian though uh, th- i mean, heard th- some people complain but i don't i don't really I, I thought it was probably the you best star wars i've you seen didn't in a while like the baby being unable to take care of itself after 50 years you had big uh, problems with i mean Yoda. so that's that's biology were, nerd shit. I mean, yeah. every time I talk about it, it's Star Wars shit, right? That's not Star Wars complaint. <laughs> no, it's 50 years. You haven't learned how to take care of yourself. Yeah, that's I mean. Not, that's not and then if you, run, if you run the math on it, right? Like, so if it's 50 and Yoda died at 900, it, it's, it should be roughly over 18 at this point. It's got to be a young adult. Yeah, see, the, yeah. the, 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 also, the math. Somebody thought it was like, clever when they made it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's still a baby at 50 because he died. And then didn't put any more thought into it. Yeah. But that's fine. That didn't really mess the story up because I just ignored the it fact that it's 50. It messed it for 50. me because you complained about it every time we tried to watch it. You'd bitch about that part. And then I'm like, Ugh. You hated Baby Yoda? No, no. <laughs> oh, he no. complained Actually, about it. No, because like, Baby Yoda is... not survive. Um, when they, not when, when they put him on the ground with his big old collar, like it's kind of like the nudie that I... I have a, a shirt that I call a nudie because it's kind of like has a long neck. like It's almost like a turtleneck, but it has a, a drawstring to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's kind of got like a big wider version of that. And he like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> he's really oh man, cute. did you hear about what um, Max von Sydow said? Cause they, they were almost going to, or they were considering doing um, baby Yoda's completely CG. Mm. So he wanted that. What they wanted to do was film all of the scenes a second time without the puppet there. Because it's an amazing puppet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just in case they, they're like, oh, the puppet doesn't work out, so we're just going to replace him. And he like yelled at somebody, you are cowards! Because he's also a director. Yep. Right? He's amazing. I haven't seen him in that much stuff. It, the, like, his delivery, that kind of slimy delivery that he does is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Call them cowards. Well, and it's, been, it's actually one of the things that I found most refreshing about Mandalorian was how it really tried not to uh, interject CG when it didn't need to. So even mm-hmm. yeah. several of the droids yeah. were the old school droids. Yeah. And it was it was it, really refreshing and, and wonderful. The technology keeps going forward, but you're really never going to, I don't know, never is a long time, but replace the fact that something is actually there and the actor sees it and they don't see somebody who's going to be painted out, yeah. la- digitally painted out later any like the IG88 what number was he in 86 or something IG11 he's an IG11 the IG robot man uh, I, I keep trying to I, I want to play Kotor again maybe or something with Shalia around because I want her to to know HK uh meat bag yeah what is what number is HK47 HK47 yeah <clears throat> yeah so yeah, going back to Shalia's just, just smiling yeah at what, me. what are the flaws of the Mandalorian I mean some of it was trite some of it was built towards a more Disney aspect for kids and things like that even though I don't really would want you know my five year old watching that show as of now I mean there's it's pretty violent but um, anyhow love Mandalorian but other things about Disney Plus that yeah. I enjoy oh man some of the Star Wars shorts are terrific the the kind of uh, quickly comic book sketch 30 to 40 second shorts are mm-hmm. really really good where do you find those they're, they're just going to the Star Wars universe portion uh-huh. and find the 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 Star Wars shorts. Okay. Speaking. Go ahead. Let's say. Speaking of sketches, the end credits on the on the Mandalorian every time, like the little concept concept art. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. So no, and then uh, you know we we, coming up this month we've got Clone Wars. Yeah. And I am so excited. (laughs) I am so excited. Um, I think the 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 Clone Wars uh, long running Clone Wars series that happened was really one of the best pieces of lore for Star Wars because it was just constant. You just kept getting more and more information about the universe. And some Star Wars fans, you know, they don't want that. They want the mystery. They want they, they want to be surprised. And for me, I just I want to know how it all works mm. and, and why. And I want to know more about General Anakin's what what really got him to say yes. To Palpatine, to Sheep Palpatine. So, um, I'm I'm hopeful yeah. we're gonna get because some- apparently Force healing hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> so that so that's actually one of the flaws. It felt a little trite by the third, you know, second or third time they tried it in the movie, just to introduce it in the Mandalorian <clears throat> before the movie. Yeah. Um, anyhow, but okay. So sticking with this, like this content in Disney Plus, yeah. there there was talk about a like prequel to Rogue One. It's still coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it's still coming. Wait, a prequel to Rogue One. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the story of Cassian Andor. Oh, oh, yeah, that guy. He's a good actor. His yeah. character wasn't that interesting, so they it's going to have to be like an interesting concept that they go behind. Yeah, basically, what 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 was what was his role uh, in the rebel uh, in the rebel or the rebellion? I should say. So you know who I thought w- I would not have gotten as into, but I liked was her name Kara. Kira, who was the in Solo? No, no, not Kira. In, in the in the Mandalorian. The drop uh, trooper shit. Oh uh, yeah, Cara Dune, Cara Dune, Cara Dune. Yeah, actually, I liked her. Yeah, I, I thought I was gonna like roll my eyes, but like, no, she was actually. I, I liked that idea of like, oh no, we like the Mandalorian like it, like acknowledges that like so, not as soon as you blow up the Death Star, things aren't over. Nope. No. And you have to keep like doing all this, and we're gonna and you have to. I like um, that you have to have kind of like rough and tumble people who are gonna deal with the fallout, and there's warlords. And in the Mandalorian, it's like somebody got a hold of an uh, of an ATST, and for other places, that's a big deal. 
remember Shalia, when I was watching, I was like, oh, okay. The Empire took over and like in these little villages and stuff, one ATST, it, like a tank is enough to really like suppress a population. Mm-hmm. But we're always following the heroes who have a military, yeah. right? So we see them like, oh, okay, the 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 big ATAT walkers, yeah, they're dangerous and all. But we are going to figure out a way to take it down because we have military hardware as well. Yeah, I think that's what I really liked uh, that whole episode where they have to figure out how to protect the village from one Imperial Walker. Mm-hmm. Did a whole lot for Star Wars. I agree, and it also made it more realistic. Like it brought Star Wars into a, like a oh this I now understand. Like I can place myself here in terms of what happens in real life. Like there are places where we have been and we've left our weapons and then they're being used and just kind of that's, that's real. That like, that's what happens. And so that was, yeah, I agree. It was a good episode. I think that was some of the good stuff from the expanded universe books that we grew up with, like rogue one books and stuff like that. Is it really started to fill in the cracks of a lived world that, you know, we rewatched. We haven't spoken to you that much about it, but we rewatched um, all of the prequels during <laughs> during Christmas break. Episodes one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, and despite their flaws, if you watch them kind of like as like dopey opera yeah. or something like that, they're actually a lot of fun. We enjoyed ourselves actually. But that stuff and even the newer movies haven't done as a good job of, of filling in the cracks of what is that world. Yeah. Like, as like much- Shelia says, she can place herself in that. And that's why I think out of all of the newer stuff, Rogue One, before The Mandalorian came out, Rogue One was the one that I liked the best. Yeah. Because, like, that it was whole time they're on Cantlebite. It was illuminating it in, was in so Rogue good. One. Like, it just it, it, it filled in gaps and helped you understand the plight of the people, what the rebellion was really built off of, as well as, oh, wow, I, I, I know the scene when Vader boards that ship. Mm-hmm. And now I see how they got there. Yeah. So, yeah, as Kendon says, we watched the prequels. We watched in order. So, we did the prequels plus Solo plus... <clears throat> Solo Rogue wasn't One. even that bad. Yeah. They're just, fun, to, they're fun yeah, to watch. Don't take them too seriously. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. Okay. Um, anything else on Disney Plus that you want to mention? Uh, no. Just excited for, you know, Clone Wars, the Cassian Andor, Rogue One prequel, and then, of course, Kenobi. What, Very. What, I wish they would <laughs> just bring back, like, even for this Clone Wars, just like a short miniseries with Jindy Charadikoski. Mm-hmm. I can't say his name ever. But that's where the Clone Wars thing started. He's the animator who did Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girls. Yep. His animation style worked so well for the for those early Clone Wars. Um, but it was 2D animation, which is something I really like. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was different. Yeah, it was different. You, you still have all those Clone Wars. Uh, yep. Downstairs in the basement. In their mint condition. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Angela, is there anything else you've been up to that you want to tell us about? Just doing a lot of singing. A lot singing? of singing. Yeah, we've... Uh, we've uh, Gosh, from December to now, beginning of February here, we've been, we had five gigs in December, had some overnights and weekend long gigs in January. We got a, a, we're playing the hard rock at the end of February. Hard What's rock the name of your down? group? Yeah. Cool. Uh, we'll come. Yeah. It's uh, on, on, on leap day. So on February 29th. Oh, man. I'm babysitting. Uh, we're playing the hard rock. We're opening up for a band called Pushing Midnight. And then, uh, and then in March, we've got our competition in yeah. down Olympia. But what's your group's name? Uh, Restless Vocal Band. Restless vocal band. Yeah, you guys are good. So we uh, we we're a six person acapella group, uh, and I do the vocal percussion. Rockapella. We haven't seen you in a little while, so yeah, maybe we'll come down for the competition. Kenan can come on leap day, but the competition um, in, in Portland Olympia. In, Ol- in Olympia. In Olympia. Yeah. yeah, it's in March. Maybe we'll go down for that. It's fun. Can you keep us updated? On of course, the date? Okay. of course. And we'll keep friends updated. Yeah, 
yeah, we'll tell you, friends, if you're interested in going to watch our Spamoni Pony with his <laughs> singing group. So to transition into what I've been doing. What have you been will doing? Will you please Kevin? sing a line of Toss a Coin to the Witcher? Oh, gosh, I, it, I watched that show. Toss a coin to the witcher. Toss a coin to your witcher. There you go. <laughs> so um, I was playing a bit. Uh, I tried to restart The Witcher 3 this time on Switch and played through. How is it going? Um, is it as good as when you're playing on your computer? It's, I mean, the computer is way more powerful than the Switch, but the Switch I can take places. I was going to say, and you haven't, like, let's be... Um, let's clarify. You're playing Switch remotely, or like yeah, the mobile Switch. Mobile. You're not playing like it on on the station, docked, yeah. and on our TV with controllers and stuff. I, I gotta say, it's two different experiences. One, like I feel like I'm more likely to make it all the way through a Witcher game. So I I played all three Witcher games for a bit, and it and I was like, I always play for a bit, and then I stop. And I feel and I was like, oh okay, so I have played a few hours of each one. But recently, I went on to my Steam account to look at time played. And Witcher 1 is somewhere around 26 hours. Witcher 2 is 25 hours. Witcher 3 is maybe 28. So I wasn't just playing a bit of each one of these games. Oh, that's funny. But I'm probably maybe a a quarter to a third through at least two of those games. Like the Witcher 2 and 3 are long. Very long. So it's like I played as much as you would play in like a normal game. But I feel a little bit like I abandoned those games. It's kind of like... Sometimes you'll get into, Angela knows, you get into a game, you've played like three hours and something's, you, you put it down, you don't get back. That's like an unfinished on your shelf. But I played as much as you would play of other games in these to games. complete other games. And they feel significantly <laughs> unfinished. <laughs> so have you played The Witcher 1? Yes. Yeah. The one that was uh, originally only available PC. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. How'd you play that? Uh, on uh, my friend's PC, actually, in college. Okay. So. Yeah. Because I, I remember trying to... to Talk to you about that one because that one's way that one's weird. It got way different once you get to Witcher two and three. They very much more standard sort of games, but I feel like it was really fun to be introduced to. You know what happened was I bought The Witcher two and The Witcher two was at the time along with like Crisis, a game called Crisis, was like bleeding edge. Your computer will die. Yeah, technology. And so my computer was so bad that it was playing like a flip book. Like I was dropping into single digits. Frame rate. I think this is around the time where you decided you were going to build your own. Yes. Yeah. So I, I so I didn't go back to it until building my own. But The Witcher 1 was such a more primitive game that I was able to go back and play The Witcher 1. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I got introduced to The Witcher and like... Dand- He's called Dandelion in... Dandelion? So, dand- okay. So the first time I was listening to the book, <laughs> the guy was, was pronouncing the name as Dandelion. And I was like, well, that's a fantasy name. But then, like, I somebody else said Dandelion. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, it's also perfect. Like, yeah, just say it how you want to say it, and it changes the, yeah. <laughs> the vibe. So, mostly, I wanted to bring this up because, I know, Angela, you're also into the Witcher sort of stuff. Because it's it's I think it is a good replacement. Between that and um, The Expanse, good replacement for Game of Thrones. For, like, if you're, you know, feeling you're missing Game of Thrones, you've got these two. Um, the Witcher is a little different. He's not, I was expecting him to be a little more sallow skinned and they don't have the, the one thing that I actually miss is that he's supposed to have like cat like eyes so that he can like see in the dark and stuff like that. Um, because he talks about being seen as a monster by people, but he's just kind of handsome. Um, Henry Cavill with white well, hair. I mean, but to be fair, like it, it's 
two things I'll say. Number one, the books uh, <clears throat> versus the games, mm-hmm. right? Then there's a slight difference. But also, I mean, when you play the game uh, and you see Geralt's character, he's kind of a ruggedly old handsome guy. Yeah. I mean, so I think they, they did that well for the sake of the show. And, and, and also, like, the cat eyes, a lot of that had to do with the potions. And they really didn't, man, they didn't hit the potions hard enough, in my opinion, in the show. And maybe they'll do that more in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're really, like, you know, alchemists. I mean, they make potions. And one of the potions is the cat eye elixir that opens up, it just changes the pupil shape and makes the gold of his eyes even more brilliant. Sort of. But the, the original making of a witcher makes your eyes oh, yeah, yeah. into slits. Yeah, the trial of the grasses. Yes, yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, did I want to say when he um what is who does he fight? What's the name of the woman who's basically <laughs> Snow White? Um, that he fights towards the beginning in the town and becomes the butcher of Blaviken. Um, Ellie and Ellie. Oh, it'll come back to me. Did Just he take a- potion before that? I think as he's walking into the village, you see him throw something to his mouth and throw it down. So the reason why we're talking about potions the way we are is like. Unlike other video games where you're just a superhero, like he's better, like he's like more fit than most people, has a bit better like reflexes, this or that. But so much in the games is planning for the environment or the uh, situation you're about to go into. And it's like, oh, I'm going to have to go and fight something in the dark. I need to take this potion. It's going to last for six minutes. After that, I'm going to be at a disadvantage or I want to increase my reflexes. I have to take this. Um, yep. yep. So the, I think that's why these games are so popular because you have plenty of games where your guy is a straight up superhero, but these games you're a situational superhero, <laughs> and this this sword is not going to work against well, a monster. This other one is not as good against people. Like, think, it's all of this stuff. I think what you said is perfect. A situational superhero? No, it's more. It kind of fits with him. He's a warrior for hire. That too, right? Yeah. He's a warrior for hire. He goes in and he gets the job done, and to get his job done. He needs a- he needs some aids and just like choose the right. He's it's all about the right tool for Mount the right up. job. Mount up. Mount up. <laughs> um, also, PSA related to this is yeah. don't carry more than one or two games when you're playing on your mobile devices because if you go through TSA, you may lose your switch. It's very and likely that I games, lost my switch in Miami, including one of my games. Mm. I think this has pushed me over to buying digital because I can. I can deactivate that switch if I'm not able to, to retrieve it. And all of the digital games that I bought will be, will be on the switch now yeah. or will, will I'd be able to redownload. Right. So whenever yeah. I get around, basically I'm, I'm taking it as a sign from the universe to, you know, read on the train instead of play video games on the train. Um, but this summer I'll probably get us a new switch. Oh. All right, Tim, what are you up to? Not much. Um, we got a Fast and Furious trailer. Yeah, how'd you like it? It's ridiculous. Uh, is, it, is it fine? Have you watched it? Is it fine? I haven't Get watched it? it. No. Is it F9? Well, you haven't watched it. Uh, yeah, it is F9. F9. Fine. You haven't watched it. So you have no fine. idea what it is. We know what's in I it. haven't I've seen it. No, it. I didn't see it. There's more family. Yeah, good. And there's a returning person. <gasps> is Letty coming back? Letty's already back. Is she coming back again? No. Oh, I know who's coming back. Is that a spoiler? It's in the trailer, so yeah, no. Trailer. Han's pr- finally coming back, right? Are they going backwards in time? No. Or Han's alive? Yeah, he was Han's never been dead. alive the he whole blew time. Up twice! Mm-hmm. I mean, I was convinced Han was the voice in Hawkins. Like somebody Shaw. said, these are like superhero movies for bros, right? And superhero movies are always bringing people back. Yeah. I have, I have okay, a theory. what's your theory? Let's put it on record right my now. My theory is the voice in Hobbs and Shaw is Han. 
Oh, that's that what I just was, said. When he was when he was blown up, the little group that makes people they sort of put him back together. Yep. So we got some new pieces in him, and that's why he's got it out for Statham. Yeah. So this is mm. why this is when yeah that's my theory because the you said main so. Fast mm. and Furious series goes full on sci fi then yeah. They're yeah, full on side. And when people say, oh, what next? They're going to be racing on the moon. Yeah. We're one movie away from them racing on the moon. Yeah. Take it sci fi. Yeah. So Mars. that's my theory. And then we got a quick, a quick glimpse in the Super Bowl, which I hoped for, which of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And how was it? I've seen clips, but I didn't it see looks the fun. whole thing. Yeah. It's Falcon throwing the shield. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see. And you, He's like practicing with it. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. a quick glimpse of U.S. agent. Getting like a bunch of praise, it looks like at a football game. Mm. Where he's running out and getting high fives from people. So huh. it's fast. It's gonna be fascinating to see. And Zemo's back. Baron Zemo's in it. So is the idea that that the real quote unquote Captain America is gonna be U.S. agent, but Falcon is like in spirit the real Captain America? I don't know. Like, oh, I it, see. Like, like what he's sort of gonna be the face? Yeah. No, um, I think the government doesn't want him being Captain America. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like <gasps> Captain America, like, um, like Captain America wanted Falcon to be Captain America, but America doesn't want that. So do you, US agent is taking over that symbolic role. Do you yes. guys remember? Yep. So uh, For sure. I was going through old comic books with a friend from like 70s and 80s and like reading the editor's comments mm-hmm. or letters to the editors. And that's one of the things they were talking about was like Falcon should be the next Captain America. Mm-hmm. And um, Stan Lee's response of like, is America ready for that? Like, yeah. and like, and then I think there were like comments to it, mm-hmm. um, where there, yeah. Anyway, some of the responses were just like, I don't know if we're ready for that. And then, you anyway. know, it's interesting you're bringing that up because we're, we're going to be doing glory later, like, um, in a future episode. No, it's it, well for friends. It's going to, we're going to have done glory last week, oh. but yeah. So you can talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, is it, is America ready for this? And we were, we watched this other movie where it's like, they 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 want to fight for their country like and maybe some of America has been ready for it for a hundred years. But that's mm, but to your point, white America is white I, America I ready? Yeah. To your point, it's what Denzel's character says, which is like, "I'm not fighting for you." And ask him to carry the flag. He's like, "Yeah, these people they're fighting for their, themselves and their own freedoms. It's not necessarily for the country." Yeah, it's like, and if you're trying, what to hold is on my to other option? Quo, you're not but, necessarily but some, to do that. But that but that was Denzel who had a really rough time of it. Some of some of the other characters were freedmen who maybe were fighting for. Okay, now the, we're going a little same. too deep into yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. Friends right. heard us talk about this all last but yeah, week. So, so my question is here. Um, oh no, I had, I had you, you were bringing up U.S. Agent. Yeah. Um, there was also the trailer for um, Wandavision. No, Loki. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Scarlett Johansson. Um, oh, Black Widow. Black yeah, Widow. There. Somebody was was has a shield in that. Yeah, that's um, um, Taskmaster. Task. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Taskmaster. Okay, I'm okay, excited okay. for that movie, and I'm a little afraid that all of these shows are going to like steal the thunder and like no, no. people aren't going to go. They still don't no. have enough. Go uh, watch the movie. What do you call it? I hope Subs- so. Subscri- uh, subscribers yet for that to really happen. No, and, and I think they they subscribers the, to what Disney, Disney Plus doesn't have enough to steal. From the big from the steal, box office to steal shine from the big one yet from I, the big I, movies yet I, I don't yeah. think it does but I think they they're handling the properly the properties differently right they're treating Black Widow as a early summer blockbuster right yeah. so it'll get that treatment it'll get the trailers yeah. it'll get the character yeah. posters it'll get all that well, and they're treating their shows the fact, differently the fact that Taskmaster like is in this just it. made me even more excited I mean you. You do know, though. I mean, and th- I'm not trying to argue your point of subscribers, but you do know that The Mandalorian surpassed Stranger Things as the most streamed show 
but it didn't no 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 it didn't uh what's it called the witcher has more streamers than the mandalorian does no yeah no dude did which the, the, the witcher head. yeah the witcher hasn't even passed stranger things yet all right okay there's something else that did pass stranger things i don't think it was the mandalorian it was something else um oh i forget what and i was like yeah it's probably not Anne with an e yeah. but <laughs> all right we're gonna get to it all right so what i've been up to um, is related to Angelo because when you were here, you were talking about reading these books at one point. So, okay. So, friends, I had told you I was reading Clan of the Cave Bear. Turns out, Clan of the Cave Bear is Clan of the Cave Bear. Then there's like all of these other sequels to it. So, I was like three fourths through the next book and then it turned into a romance novel. So, it turns out like, it, it was, I was like, this is romance novel. And then the next one was like, oh, yeah, this is absolutely a romance novel. It's kind of silly. And I'm like, listening to you on the train. I'm like, this is a little awkward. Um, so I've put a pause to those. And I had started the Dresden Files um, mm. based on Angela's recommendation because it's been on a list of mine. So I'm in the beginning of the first book. But um, I'll tell you more how I feel about it after a while. Uh, okay. I'm. Did you listen to the books or do you read them? Listen. Books? Okay. James, uh, James Marsters does such a good job yeah it's weird though because it takes me a while to get into it because he's very dry like i'm a dry detective and blah, 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 blah. and so I, it's like i it'll, it'll i'll get into it i'm sure but i'm well, just like and, huh. and the first the first book you're, you're you're on book one right yeah uh but it's the something storm or whatever um storm hearts exploded yeah yeah yes it's it's the worst of the books in my opinion like not as good as the others yeah it's not okay. it, it's so a, it gets better storyline is started dresden that's what I just said. I, I know you just said. I, you didn't tell me this, but I, I'm hearing this right now. So the the first book is, I, I think is the 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 least well written of Jim oh, Butcher's books. Okay, and it's also the first book for James Marsters to get introduced and comfortable with mm-hmm. narrating these characters. Okay, by book two, the not only is the writing better, but Marsters is better. Awesome, and yep. we'll have come along with them. Yep. Okay. Cool. So that's what I'm up to this yep. week. All right, we need to get into spaceballs. You guys ready? Ready. We are. How do I know you're not making faces at me under that thing? And may the Schwartz be with you! I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Spaceballs. The movie. All right. All right. Spaceballs 1987. 1987, directed by Mel Brooks. Yes. Starring Mel Brooks, John Candy, Mm -hmm. Rick Moranis, Bill Pullman, Daphne Zaniga, Dick Van Patten. George Weiner and Michael Winslow. Yeah, Michael Winslow. And Joan Rivers, the late Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers, there we go. Yeah. Kendon, do you remember we went to see Michael Winslow at um what's the comedy club on in U District? Giggles? Giggles. Yeah, we went to Giggles when and we this? watched Michael Winslow. I don't know. It was probably maybe ten years ago. It mm. was yeah. Anyway, I didn't know who he was, but he did like a whole bunch of voices and yeah. Was I forgot. Well, did about we go it. and do this with Anthony? Maybe. Hmm. I forget who we were there with, but yeah, we saw him here live. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that was kind of fun. I, I forgot he was in this. I did too. It's it, it's also kind of funny because like they didn't they don't need him in it because they can make all of those sounds. But mm-hmm. it's fun just to have him in there. Yeah, and I think I appreciated it more now having like understanding what he was doing and having yeah. seen him yeah. do him, and then like actually seeing the movie and be like, yeah, you're actually doing that. He's one of the only black actors in the movie too. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> uh, We're used to, to that from the 80s. Who okay. wants to give the plot of this film? 
Angelo, do you Angelo, want to introduce us to Spaceballs? Go. What please? is Spaceballs? Sure. So Spaceballs is a uh, play on Star Wars, and mm-hmm. it is the story of uh, the Spaceball, Spaceball One and Spaceball City. Uh, they are in desperate need of controlling all the air in the galaxy because air is the precious commodity. And um, the the planet Druidia has a rich abundance of air that uh, Spaceballs wants to steal for themselves. Uh, on this planet of Druidia, you have a princess and her father, the king. Uh, she is to be married away to uh, a, a prince, Prince Valium, uh, that she doesn't <laughs> want to marry. So it kind of starts off with her getting in a, her ship with her, her droid dot matrix and taking off and running away from this wedding. Uh, she is then captured by Spaceball uh, and, and Lord Helmet, played by Rick Moranis. And the King of Druidia hires Lone Star and his companion Barf on their motorized R- or their flying RV to take off and uh, get the princess back to Druidia. It's a Winnebago. It's a Winnebago. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they, they go and they try to say it's a story of saving the princess and... Pause. They take the job because they owe... Pizza the Hut. Pizza, Pizza the, the Hut. hut. A million space... Or 10 million space bucks. Enough, a million space bucks because they... He goes, I'll get you your 100000 by the end of the week. And said, no, you'll get me my million due to interest tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they think they really need the money. So, they take the job and they uh, they go to save the princess from Lord Helmet. And, you know, it goes awry in some way. And they end up having to crash land on a desert planet. Yeah. And they get to the desert planet and they meet uh, Yogurt. 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 Yogurt, the master of the Schwartz. The Schwartz. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Lone Star realizes that he is also a master or could be a master of the Schwartz. He goes into Schwartz training. Very brief training. Very, 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 <laughs> very brief Schwartz training. Ending in dropping uh, a huge statue on his friend's foot. <laughs> on yeah. Barf's foot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> then they and then they uh, take back off uh, f- from the desert planet. And uh, after the, well, to be fair, the princess is captured again. On the desert planet. Yep. Mm-hmm. By Lord Helmet playing a trick. And so they have to take off and head back to the ship. Isn't that the only time she's captured? Well, it, I mean, they got her in there. In the tractor beam. Yeah. But yeah, of- I guess that's sort of kept. That whole scene was fun. Like yeah. him climbing down the stairs. Yep. So they, they get in, uh, they get to the ship and uh, rescue the princess. To, you know, the Lone Star has a uh, a wiener Schwartz battle with, yeah. uh, with <laughs> uh, Lord yeah. Helmet. And uh, God, I thought that line when I was like, what eight was so, so funny. funny? So fu- yours see, is as big as mine. Your Schwartz is as big as mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's just rolling her eyes. It was funny. It was. It was. Um, I agree. And, and yeah, they they um, they defeat Spaceball President and Lord Helmet. Get the princess back to Druidia just in time to marry Prince Valium for the second time, only to find out that Lone Star, the medallion he has been wearing around his neck the entire movie, was a royal birthright, birth certificate, and that Mm -hmm. he is actually a prince. So he races back to Druidia and marries Princess and an amazing all-white suit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, missed- that all white suit reminds me so much of the Grand Admiral suits ah. of, of Star Wars. Yes. Like uh, Lone Star's suit. Yeah. It's just like you can imagine Thrawn standing there in that suit. I was mm-hmm. like, I was imagining it's what Prince would wear if he crashed a wedding. Nice. So, no, <laughs> Prince would be in another color. Well, maybe not. Maybe Prince would wear white. whatever color he Prince feels would like. Show up in white. I could see that. So like Jane missed- Smith in an all white Batman outfit at Kanye's wedding. <laughs> what now? Mm-hmm. You've never seen that? I mean, I'm about to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you missed a very important part, which is the way that they are going to take the air from Druidia. Oh, sorry. Which they do almost 
succeed suck, suck. is that their <laughs> ship is a transformer and it transforms into a yeah, maid they, they have with a, a statue of liberty head yeah, yeah. that has that it's so funny to me like it's a vacuum cleaner that's going to suck up the mm-hmm. air but the fact that they had to make a maid to do the vacuuming to pull in the air and so. it's so inefficient because <laughs> clearly like, there's a bunch of the area that's not covered, covered. by the vacuum i'm yeah. like how much is just going out into space yeah, or, yeah. yep it's ridiculous oh angelo so um this isn't influences per se, but did you did something Star Wars related come to your mind when she left the planet through the through the um the door? Left the planet through the door. The mm-hmm. door that's like holding in the air. Oh, do you mean the, the Rogue One shield yeah. over? Uh, I was like, Scarif? Yeah, this is just like the shield from Scarif. Yeah, in which, Rogue One. Which like, did you think about that, Tim? I didn't even think about that. But like, likely but yes. Rogue One was made later, right? So I do think that potentially that influenced. Right it away. could, it could have, it could have, because that. But the thing is, I had forgotten there was a shield on in this movie, so I thought it was such a clever idea. Remember when we rewatched uh, Rogue One recently? I was like, mm-hmm. that is a cool concept for like a bat, like to to for stakes of a battle. Okay, you need to to prevent this from closing this or whatever. But um, yeah. And the code to open that door was one, two, three, four, five. That's wild. One, That's the same as the code two, for my luggage. Three, four. <laughs> So I will tell you guys, I so I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. One of my favorite things about this rewatch was anticipating the jokes, like mm-hmm. not fully remembering them. And then as they're starting, like laughing as the joke is playing out, knowing where it's headed. Like mm-hmm. that was very fun to do. I literally <laughs> sat for an hour waiting for them to go suck. Yeah. suck. So <laughs> I don't know why that's like my favorite joke. But. I was telling Shalita earlier, I'll never forget Angela earlier. I got in trouble for ordering space balls when I was a kid. <laughs> I ordered it like three times on pay-per-view one month. <laughs> not, and, not, not like perfect. But I didn't really understand how how I didn't understand how it worked. Really, I was like, "Oh, I can order this film." If I, I push this button, this I can watch it now. Yeah. So and like, isn't that perfect? Like now, thirty years later, we have parents have been going through this on their phones. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. their kids are playing mm-hmm. a game and they're like, "Yeah, I want this. Yeah, I want yep. this. Yeah, I want to watch this well, thing." Yeah. And they're seeing their phone bills and being like, "Oh my god." Yeah. My mom was not very happy when the cable bill came. You know what's shocking about pay per view, <laughs> even back then, is that if you ordered something on pay per view, it was like ten bucks. Yeah, I know. And that was a lot. I mean, today, ten bucks, you can buy some movies. You, know, you can buy Spaceballs on yeah. Apple uh, on iTunes for ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I learned my lesson three uh, times. Three times you did. Three. That. T- I was just like, "This is so funny." At ten bucks, he definitely could have bought a VHS. Even yeah, that's probably my mom's thought. Like, I could have just bought this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, and I didn't know this is what you were doing when I was like leaving the house. Right. Well, and she, it's so funny, right? Like looking at your bill and being like, "Okay, this is bigger than it should be. Let's see what what it is." And then finding the item being space balls and being like, "My fucking kid." Yep. <laughs> like. Yeah. She like that's probably like I know exactly who's been watching a spaceball. <laughs> it's really funny mm-hmm. to me. Um, okay, so how do you guys want to talk about this movie? Do you want to talk about your introductions to it and like what it's meant to you as we go through the pieces? Do you want to talk characters and how great each character is? Do you want to talk scenes? Do you want to jump Freeform. into favorite things? All right, how about this? What do you want to talk about? Some someone throws something out there. Rick Moranis is an incredibly talented actor. He is. He is so, he is and he left so Hollywood talented. like for family, for family for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And like it was a loss, a major loss. Absolutely perfect in that helmet. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's Wait, so in that great. helmet? But in that helmet. A preview for one of my favorite things is the uh, like most of the desert stuff 
turns out to be really funny. The combing the desert. Yeah. Oh the prepare to leave. And he's like, you don't always have to prepare. And then they just leave and he like falls over. But his helmet. His helmet is awesome. his His safari helmet, whatever you call that, his safari helmet on that desert planet is like one of my f- favorite things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Good. it's just the fact that we were like, how how many times did they say the helmet needs to be bigger? Like in creating <laughs> this, because like it's so big and he's so little. And yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! So um, this is my introduction to Star Wars. And so when I was watching this as a kid, probably 1988, 89, maybe. Um, didn't know what all these jokes were about. The introduction wow, to yeah, no Darth Vader is, yeah, no reference for it. And so, like, getting these things explained to me over time. And so, it's just a like, special place in my heart, specifically, most of all, for Rick Moranis' Dark Helmet. Because, like, it's, it's, it's classic. It's Rick ridiculous. Moranis was, like, a significant part of our childhood. Several movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already talked about one today. Right? Ghostbusters, this, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and some, what are the other like, major things he was in? He was also in a movie called Parenthood with yes. Steve Martin. Yeah. And Parenthood. Very good movie. So it's interesting. So there's a coworker of um, mine, a former coworker of Tim's, who passed away recently. And I'm sorry. He, yeah, it's, it, was, it was not cool. Like he was 52. Not, not, not okay. Sorry. Um, but he always reminded me of Rick Moranis because he's like, like, earnest but funny and always had like glasses anyway so it was interesting watching this too in that regard and like being kind of happy reminder of my friend um okay other things about rick moranis what was it (laughs) okay so he it's funny right because he's playing like the straight guy sort of in this but also like making faces behind the president's back Mm -hmm. um but one of my favorite parts is when they're like one of the underlying things of this is like all of the merchandising that Star Wars is about, oh, right? God. Like it's we're making so toys quaint. and we're making these. It's so when he's when he when he opens up the thing and it's like a little shop, he's like, "I'm making money off of merchandising." And I was like, "Man, just yeah. go to go to a Comic Con or something like that. This is this is just a tiny garage of merchandising that yeah. you have here, and you're making a lot of money." And so like, and then they're so one part of a, or one of them is VHS, and like they're they're having these home videos out before the movies even and done, and so then themselves. they decide yeah. to watch themselves. That and is, it is so, so wonderful. And then like they do the like turning and looking and like. <laughs> The sort of who's on first about what they're watching. Yes. Little yes. joke. It's yes. funny. It's well, and it's funny. so Mel Brooks, too. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, the two times that uh, Darth Helmet turns to face and talk to the camera, talk to us yes. specifically. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's so Mel Brooks. It is. And it, it's it, well, well done. It's also kind of come almost true through streaming or releasing something early or just like, they're kind of right. Yeah. Sort of. You also can't predict the future. Well, if you're creating the movie, you absolutely can. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Okay. Um, what are you going to talk about next? Hmm. How about... Okay, Princess? I have a, my... Oh, go ahead. Oh, just funny point of like when um, the princess and her droid are driving and the droid's yelling at her and she's just like ignoring her. It turns out she's wearing those big headphones. <laughs> like she didn't really have the Princess Leia braids. Like mm. it was just like clever shit that's... It was just so funny. Yeah. Okay, what were you going to say, Kendon? So I have two, I'd say, criticism. Two things that I didn't like as much about the movie. One, and this is maybe just a budget thing, is that it seemed a little empty, specifically when you're on the Spaceballs ship. Like, now, like, when you watch any Star Wars movie, you get the impression that the, that the Empire is a threat because there's a lot of people behind them. 
right? So the ship is full of people. But when you're when I was watching this, it seemed, you know, there's like a dozen people on the bridge, and so it seemed yeah. kind of empty. And there's no squadron of Tie Fighters. There's yeah. Yeah, this is it's, yeah. It's like they're a huge threat, but there's like not that many of them, and they're all assholes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are all assholes. That was a good joke. Um, and then also, um, who made this man a gunner? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I thought it was kind of dopey that they that the uh, Druidians were like medieval dress. I think I think feel like that was a misread of the Star Wars stuff, just because it was a print. Well, on all of the princess stuff, it was very obnoxiously sexist Why? sort of like just not entertaining to me mm-hmm. and it's like oh she's a princess she's a but the thing about princess leia was her political power and, and that like, she was ba i mean leia well, was not even, badass not even that, yes but this princess turns out that she is too but the but the actual if you threaten her hair mm-hmm. right yeah but like in in this it, the, her point in her, her role is to be married or not be married or this or that but princess leia's point was to get important information from one place to another like yeah. so that was that was the one thing they just seemed kind of like dopey and the king was just like wearing his f- weird foppish clothing and why do you think so the text um that they used in the very beginning too it's like this medieval yep. type text um font i guess i should say and then like yeah what they chose to do with the druidians what why do you think they did that because like they, you're right like that's not a pull from star wars except for that there's a princess in star wars. i feel well, like it might be as straightforward as it's a princess oh, so this let's is make it fantasy medieval. in space yeah, I think it's, I mean, and that is kind of what Star Wars is, right? You have knights with swords and you have a princess in danger and the farm so boy. Well, that's the messaging of like, even though Star Wars doesn't play it medieval, we're going to like make it medieval of it's yeah. a princess. And well, it's, it's funny because Shalia made a comment. She was like, oh, this all makes sense that he was involved in the princess oh, bride. Yeah, I was wrong. You No, no, but you're, but I'm, but I'm saying is it makes sense because it has a, if you're going to take the parody kind of jokiness and then add the medieval, it seems like the Princess Bride, and it was reminding me of the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but that's I, not; it doesn't belong there to me. Yeah, I, I think it's just you can maybe even boil it down to something simpler, and right. that it's just it's you know a, a feudal or a fiefdom or you know mm-hmm. th- that type of system because there's a princess and a king. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then additionally, you know, actually Star Wars did play on that a little bit with the titles that they would give people. Right, right. Lord so like, Vader, Lord Darth, Emperor, you know, things like that. It, they're not Star Wars wasn't playing at it. They were actually setting up a leadership and a ruler a ruling structure, but they were using terminology that was, you know, predating 1976. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so maybe that's the point Mel Brooks is making of like maybe. I don't know. If All right, let's go full yeah, you guys are, you guys are alluding either. to it. Let's let's do it. I mean, why else would he do it? Like, why pick medieval? Because he thought it was goofy. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. It was goofy. Okay, really though. But the thing is, also, it was making me think a lot of Men in Tights. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Um, Which comes after? This, can I say right? something that, that was really weird for me? When the music comes in at the end, it just feels like a different movie. Because remember, I mentioned there's oh. not a lot of movie m- music in this movie. And all of a sudden, we get like this like musical. It's the baseball. That's, yeah, that's like, and it just yeah, felt weird. But did you felt off? Notice that there wasn't that much of a score, and I think that also goes back to my feeling like it was kind of empty. And we had Jono on a long time ago talking about Mickey Mousing yeah. when you're scoring a movie, so it doesn't really give you much. 
propelling feeling I because there's nothing, no music going on in the background. I think it does that on purpose, right? Because like the, the yes. first music that we hear and we're introduced to is the Jaws soundtrack mm. with the ship, right? Yeah. Like that's the ship's like Jaws. So like they, I felt like they did that on purpose. And it is like when you watch Lone Star, for, like specifically I noticed with him, like it was very campy. Like it mm-hmm. just, there weren't, it wasn't real. It felt like a Saturday Night Live sketch. And so I think they did that on purpose. And then they yeah. throw in the music, but With it's not like as end, a score. Yeah, it's like music that they're singing. It's like a silly they're 80s thing. Like something yeah. you see in Beverly Hills Cop, something you see in a funny, uh, something you see in an action comedy in the 80s, which is like, here's this zany song to get you upbeat and we're watching our heroes do something. Yeah. And it, it felt... It didn't necessarily fit with the rest of the film for me, watching it now as an adult. Like, it doesn't really fit. Like, they could have either go full campy with the song. Yeah. Or don't have a song. But it's just a very 80s music. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, 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 it literally sounded like, who are you going to call? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And was that, like, yeah. did they do that on purpose? Like, that it didn't fit? Or did they I don't know. It just felt fit? odd. I don't yeah. know. It just it, it didn't. I was I was surprised because, like, I was like, oh, yeah, here comes the song. And I'm like, yeah. oh. Yeah, huh. yeah. This is the song. Mm-hmm. I don't. These are there are parts of this movie I don't remember well, and that's one of the things I didn't remember was like this song comes in at the end. But well, like said, "Spaceball." That song. you were expecting that song when you were like, they, "The music starts up when when they start escaping the ship." Remember you saying making some comment? I about, did. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting uh, music. But before we get too far from the Jaws one, I wanted to say, um, is it the Salaku or the Nostromo that starts is in the first Alien movie? You guys remember? It's Nostromo, right? It's the Nostromo is the first one. I don't remember. Okay. So, the intro to that... So, this movie, like, despite it... First of all, it's parodying a lot of movies, even though it's mm-hmm. central on, on Star Wars. <laughs> the alien at the end was my favorite Hello, scene. Money. Right. Hello, I'll money. have the soup. <laughs> um, so, at the beginning, the, sh- the the shot of the ship, which is... A, I think he's trying to go for the beginning of Star Wars with the Star Destroyer. But it reminds me way more of the beginning of Alien. Well, and that ship is ridiculously long. Like every time yeah. you think that, mm-hmm. okay, that it, nah, nah, okay, it's going to come to an end now. Nope, there, there's more ship. But isn't that kind of the way Alien starts? Yes. And I think the 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 the, the, the it's a less dynamic camera, and probably the miniature work was more done was closer to the way it was done in those movies than in the Star Wars movies. So it felt like a like a direct. Um, choice. Maybe it was. I wasn't. think it was. I think it was. But I was like, this is this is the alien. I actually ship. was somewhat impressed with the miniature work in Spaceballs in that first oh, scene. Yeah. Because did you notice all the lights that were on the ship too as yeah. it was going by? Like, you know, that's something that Star Wars didn't do very well in the beginning is actually having the miniatures with illumination. And this ship I thought was I was like, wow, that was actually a really well done miniature. So this is nineteen eighty seven, right? Mm-hmm. So this was this was ten year this was like the ten year anniversary. And I read through um um, Roger Ebert's review of the movie, and he was kind of middling on it. Yeah. Um, he said he didn't get as many big laughs out of it, but he did mention, first of all, it's a 10 year anniversary, and he was like, this maybe would have hit bigger five years or something closer. Yeah. Because he's like, we've been seeing these parodies the whole time, like th- ever since. And I was like, that's interesting because I don't remember any of them. I don't know if any of you guys remember. When he but- says, we've been seeing the parodies, which ones? Like, that's what I'm saying. Sk- oh, no, yeah. I know. Somebody has been saying? probably be on Saturday Night Live. Any other like movies any that, that are show, movie, yeah, yeah, movies that we don't remember or shows we don't remember. But since but Star Wars was such a big deal at the time, of course it was constantly going to be in the popular culture. But we just so this is the piece of of like Star Wars um, 
parody that you know lasts for us mm-hmm. but for him it wasn't as novel yeah. i wonder what he would have said it was just, just another thing that they're doing years yes. later about it exactly that yeah, like, that's a good it point. was like a compilation know. of all of those things that they've been doing when you're like this is old by now basically but then fast forward yeah. lots of years it's yeah. it's we'll, i don't know those other ones we, we but we i talk know about this one influences it's like the scary movies yeah things where yeah. we're like mm-hmm it you know in like Kentucky Fried Chicken and Chicken Fried Movie and like uh, these other parody movies and like Hot Shots and Part Two yeah. those things like it doesn't feel like much of a novelty because we've seen them a bunch mm-hmm. so we know what they're gonna do and you know uh, like the Lethal Weapon parody they did uh, what was the copy up that was called Loaded Loaded was Loaded, it loaded Gun Loaded Weapon loaded no weapon? so there's Naked Gun Lethal Weapon. But, no, but naked, naked gun. But yeah, naked yeah. gun didn't necessarily pull from movies as much. It was like here are these silly characters, and there's a little, there's some of it. But like these movies, their whole structure was we're just we're just gonna pull stuff from yeah. different movies. We're yeah. gonna pull from John Wick. We're gonna do all these other things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it reminds me of those movies where mm-hmm. like the scary movie was fun at first. Then you got like nine other teen movie and like all these other ones to come out, and yeah. it's just like all right, we've seen this thing. Yeah. It's not, now, as, not as fun. I think this was one of the first of those. Like, definitely kind yeah. of leading the way on that. Because um, he makes the point in his review, like, the earlier stuff was more, uh, Mel Brooks' earlier stuff was more um, original, like the producers. Yeah. And then at some point, he started to, to I guess he had a run of, um, like, parodying genres, because Young Frankenstein is parodying a genre, and so is Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. and then this, and then Men in Tights, and maybe some other ones that I don't remember. We haven't done Blazing Saddles. We have not. I have not seen Blazing whoa, Saddles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nor have I. Uh, wait. Is it a, a 70s minute. movie, though? Uh, it's a good point. might be 78 or 79. Oh, uh, okay, well, Tim looks that up. What else do you uh, want to talk 74. about? 74. Because oh, of seven, that yeah, way, we I mean, but it can be a birthday movie. Like we 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 can do whatever we want on this show. But I do remember great, having to ask my one. mom the joke when Dave Chappelle was like, "It worked in Blazing, Blazing Saddles." At the end of um, Men in Tights, Men in Tights, yeah. Also, I liked when they were looking at uh, their VHS collection. It was all Mel Brooks uh, movies that were like prominent. Nice. I didn't. I didn't know those were real movies. That's yeah. good. I like that. It was like Blazing Saddles, the Young Frankenstein. If you if you were to look again, um, okay. What else do you guys want to talk about? I really always liked, uh, and I forgot where it had come from until I saw him do it again. When Barf grabs the U uh, shaped thing off of the wall <laughs> and it shoots all the lasers back at them, uh, that was a thing I loved when I was a kid. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Barf. So Barf, I did not remember was actually a dog. He's his own best friend. He's his own best friend because he's half dog, half human. Yep. Um, which is really funny, especially because you think about how do you make one of those. Um, and so, <laughs> like, it starts, <laughs> our introduction to them is like him chowing down on some like dog food. And I, I think it was Kentucky Fried Chicken at first, and then it? he switches to the bones. No, no, he's he's scooping out like dog food. Oh, it was is he really? it was okay. dog food mm. he's yeah. eating out of like a, a bucket, like a huge bucket. Yeah, okay. and there are there are Kentucky Fried Chicken jokes in there. Um, but yeah, so like he's a dog, like straight up woof dog. Mm-hmm. Full name Bartholomew. Yes, that was and it was so great. It's funny, like, of course it's Bartholomew. It's, it's a dumb joke, but the delivery, his delivery is so good. He is, yeah. This is our second John Candy. Miss him recently yeah, because he was Home in Alone. Home Alone. Yeah, he's he's so great, and I like how they made it a bachelor pad. Like there were socks and stuff like flung oh all gosh. over, which is like more realistic. Like yeah. those two flying around like. 
There is, I don't know who which of the two were cleaning up. <laughs> I don't know if he was doing it on purpose. It didn't seem like um, Bill Pullman was doing. He's not doing Harrison Ford. No, no. But At there were some is. lines that came out just like a Han Solo line, especially when you say like "princess" or "your hunt." Like, like sometimes I was like, "Oh, it sounds like you're you're doing a bit of Han Solo there." I liked it. Now that part, like the interaction between him and the princess, was supposed to be funny. I didn't appreciate it. Like, mm. I get it. Like the fact that they're fighting from like the first moment he doesn't like her. And like they're irritated with each other. Like I get that it's funny, but it like prickles me. Like I don't, I don't enjoy watching fighting like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can, yeah, I agree. But like it's earned in Star Wars because you get both of their personalities and their competencies early. Yeah, right. Like, and when you bring those two elements together, their bickering makes sense, and you like you kind of like both of them. Although she's kind of, she's kind of. Uh, an asshole in the beginning where she was like get this walking carpet out of my way and that sort of stuff um but in this one it didn't seem as organic yeah 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 (laughs) but it was funny like first of all when they both expect them to be ugly and then they're like oh no you're not as ugly as i thought and then the hair dryer is pretty funny to me yeah like it's like only what you need i'm like why are they carrying her stuff like easily this was an 80s thing, too, like, having a lot of luggage. Who has this much luggage anymore? I don't even think – I don't even see rich people or with that much Extravagant luggage. Extravagant people, yeah. It's uh, – it, We're was, all condensed down to much smaller suitcases. Well, that, that that scene mm. – uh, the, the trajectory of that scene is hilarious, too, because they get to the part where he's like, what's even in this? And he tears out the big hair, hair dryer, mm-hmm. throws it down, and then they pick the box back up. Yeah, they make a comment as they're walking away. It's like it's so much lighter now. But (laughs) the very next scene, uh, the princess is on Lone Star shoulders, and Dot Matrix is on Bart, and all all the luggage is gone. Then, yeah. So what did it matter? Like, what did it matter? Somehow they have it because when they're oh wait, they they have the overnight, and they're burning the luggage for fire. So like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So then it doesn't, yeah. Also, (laughs) didn't they say something about we need to get going again when the sun comes up? And I was like, wait. I don't actually know living in a desert, but isn't it better to travel during the night and rest during the day? It depends on how cold it is, but yeah, in general, that would be true. I mean, the desert can hit freezing temperatures at night, yeah, yeah. which uh, which will tax your body more uh, leading into the next day so that you will actually die faster if, depending on how hot it is the next day. Huh. So, so the answer is don't get lost in the yeah, desert. Yeah, that's probably number one. <laughs> number one. Don't on the nose. It. Right on the nose. Um, I just laughed too because like I, there's no way if I was like, I really need all of these things, Kendon wouldn't like just open up that stuff before you even start carrying it to be like, what's in here? What do you really need? We're repacking. Right. Well, because, okay, because my thought process is, okay, if I'm carrying more, I'm moving more slowly. Right, there's a there's a balance of a burning more, here, burning more ATP. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's glycogen. Like, yeah, oh, etc. Yeah, yeah. kind of ridiculous. Very funny part where he gives her his jacket and she sniffs it and like makes a face. I did think that was. I, 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 I so yeah, I was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, he just she just sniffed his jacket. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about? I thought the president. Uh, played okay. by Mel Brooks. He's really funny. He's yeah. he's really funny. Yes. So Drink, um, so is uh, his um, inhaling the. Why didn't somebody years? tell me my ass was so huge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think all of his interactions with his commanderette helped with that. Oh, 
Yeah. She had some great eyebrows, man. She mm-hmm. could just give those like, mm. Yeah, she was pretty great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does he have a wall intercom thing in his bathroom above his toilet i don't know <laughs> don't use this I, he's like i told you not to call me on well then why why do you even have it there why would you have it also the, like it, kenan called it but um like they're beaming him and he's just like i don't know about this and then like that happens and he's like i'm just walking over it is literally the next room <laughs> so like of course of course we thought it would maybe down the hall but no 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 just open the door and walk in you know that joke maybe would have been funnier if he was in the chair like he was going to tra- teleport from chair to chair and then after it didn't work, he just said, I'm going to stand up and walk to the next room. No, I liked that he was standing up. And <laughs> I think it worked better that way. Well, no, but he would have stood more. up and realized he was backwards. Oh, I see. That that chair. I don't think you could do that. Your knees to be yeah, pointing. Your knees to be pointing the wrong way. Yeah, the whole thing would be no. But his head would be backwards. He would stand. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, I got you. It was funnier to see his face backwards. But anyway, okay, so. Um, one thing that was interesting was when they were talking about her car or her spaceship. It was a Mercedes, but it was a 2001 model. I'm mm. like, wow, that's that's funny. Well, we I are think that's way a, past that. No, no, no. I, well, yes, but I think that was a reference to 2001: The Space Odyssey. Yes, and also in the 87, 2001, telling about like this is something from the future. But this doesn't take this place in the future. Yes, it does. They said it does. In the, in the crawl, it said a long, 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 long time. I think they. Yeah, they added very, extra. No, it was very, very far very, away. I think they added a long, uh, multiple longs. It was m- to, multiple varies, and it was very far. It was a very, 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 very far. And if you can still read this, you don't need glasses. So no, I think they said something about the future. Like there was a comment by the droid about. Well, it's always the future. Okay, I'm. I'm just telling you. That's what I think. I What's, think that. I mean, it's at least ahead of 2001. I was going to ask, Angel, did you catch, is there, a re- what was, was there a reference, uh, Pizza the Hut's, like, uh, henchman, was there, he was reminding me of Destro from uh, yes, G.I. Joe, but did. I was like, mm-hmm. are, is his silvery face, like, yeah, supposed to be from? a reference to something? The, uh, not that I caught, I mean, what was weird, too, is that he was acting like a droid, in a mm-hmm. way, too, or like a cyborg. Mm-hmm. So I, I I couldn't understand why they, what they were trying to place in reference to pizza slash job of the hut with this guy with the silvery face acting like no I couldn't make a connection yeah. I wasn't sure about that one either I was thinking like is it another movie that they're pointing to I mean the the, the only the only thing that it, it did feel like was that that pizza the hut was more of a mob boss than That's a true. than a cartel boss and this guy you know the way he talked the way he was dressed the droid the silvery face he was kind of like you know a, a mafia guy yeah yeah okay. that's true. That's so, Shalia, you were right on this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's once a t- upon a time warp. Uh-huh. So And very, very, say- very, very far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it doesn't... But that still doesn't say future or past, but anyways. Okay. All right. It's about time. Anything else? So, we've talked about influences. What are your favorite things? Just I, it's the very first thing I said. The, the, the acting and the and the, the the comedic factor that these actors bring to the show. Rick Moranis, Mel Brooks, uh, I thought, and even John Candy. It's just the, the comedy aspect is what made the movie for me. Agree, agree. Kenan? Rick Moranis, Lord Helmet, most of that stuff, and him saying this is why evil will always triumph over good because good good is dumb. Good yeah, is dumb. that's one of my favorite lines <laughs> in the film. Uh, for me, it's 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 the way they parody Star Wars. I think it's. There's a way to parody stuff that's like over the top, right? There's that fine line of like, okay, you've done too much, you've gone too far, and I think they found a nice little sweet spot to like to parody parody something that we all love and make it feel like its own thing and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like 
Spaceballs will always be associated with Star Wars, but it's definitely its own thing and its own humor. And I think that's what I appreciate most on the on this rewatch. It's been years since I rewatched. This it. is the right time for a Spaceballs too. Yeah, uh, now that we finished the sequel or the Skywalker's. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to yeah. see them parody um, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren and oh um, dear, Ray. No, not oh. Ray. She's not um, Snoke. No, what's it? Snoke. There we go. Because somebody will finally get the joke that they all wanted when they were like, oh, we're going to find out Snoke is only a knee-high, <laughs> like, but he was just a regular-sized dude. Like, everybody was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah. Um, so one thing that we didn't mention was the uh, the head of the maid falls and mm. lands on um, a planet, and so then it's like a planet, planet of the apes. Yeah. Reference. I like so how they're great. climbing out of her nose. It's yeah. just hilarious. Oh, and like that they go in through her ear to the uh, ear canal thing, yeah, just kind of like the Death Star yeah. run. But yeah, yeah that but, but you'd, ha- you'd have to get that. That was a reference from Planet. Like you'd have to see the original Planet of the Apes to get that. To get that, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was know. also there goes ones. the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So my favorite thing is the merch. Like I agree with everything you guys are saying, and then I'm, I'm going to throw in the merchandising piece because like I kind of forgot about that, but like that is true. Star Wars is like. The epitome of like making money off of all of the merchandising that you can do. The toilet in paper to the in addition to the um yeah. So you've got the toys and like you've got dark helmet playing with the action figures. And, like, <laughs> that was or, or, hilarious. Or, wait, no, I didn't see you playing with your toys. The your fl- dolls. The flamethrower. This one's really popular with yeah, the kids. The kids love this. Um. So that <laughs> and yogurt like is really funny too. Um. Oh, also the fortune cookie—the whole like open it before you, uh, before you eat it. And, like, yep, that's right. Fortune cookies—you got to open it before you eat it. And then um, the ring, and the, it turns out the ring was out of a box of Cracker Jacks. Yep. Also, didn't wasn't familiar with that. With Cracker Jacks? I, yeah, I hadn't really had Cracker Jacks, so that was an explanation. So that I, whenever I get a toy in Cracker Jacks, I think about this. Um, FYI, but yeah, so the merchandising thing I think is is really spot on, and I I love that part. One last joke I want to call out was her singing a baritone. Yes. Or bass. Sweet. That's something that's in my head on and off, like my whole life. Like, I that joke. think that joke is so funny. And I actually do it a lot. Like, yep. at, at times, I'll decide to, like, make that voice and sing that voice. Just, this is so funny. Like, that's not what you expect. And then he's like, she's a bass. Um, yeah. Very, very good. Okay. And, uh-huh. Yep. Kane at the end. Kane. Yep. Yeah, the the second uh, chest bursting scene. Yes. Like this yeah. again. Not again. Oh, oh, and Kendon, something that you really appreciated was it was the same actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know it was the same. Yeah. I didn't know that that actor when I was a kid and I watched it. So when now I saw you know it this it. time, you're like, oh. and I was like, I don't recognize the rest of these people, but that's the same guy. Yeah, that's why he says not again. Not again. <laughs> okay, not again. I was like, that was brilliant. That's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was really great. Okay, so are you guys ready to rate it? Yeah. Okay, Spaceballs, 1987. Is it a classic, or are we past it? It's a classic. 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 No question. Yeah. All right, All friends. Right. Thanks for joining us again this week. Angelo, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Spamoni Pony. Happy to be here. We'll have you again, hopefully in not too long this time. Yeah. We, we did Tango in Cash. Did you know that? Oh. It was so good. What a crazy movie. so good. That is such a you movie. I... He says, he says, Rambo's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he does say that. Dude, and, and uh, how hot is Terry Hatcher in Tango and Cash? You have to remember, I'm a big Lois and Clark fan, too. So Yeah. Yeah, Tango Cash was so great. You like you know, um, all Superman stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, friends. Thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you next week when, Kendon, what will we be? We'll be back. <laughs>